0: Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the
1: shit
0: house Wish
2: I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out on
0: It's been a couple weeks since our last episode. We took a little hiatus. I think the last time that we were doing this, Neil, I was planning to go see My Morning Jacket and Fleet Foxes at the Hollywood Bowl.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: a tropical storm hit Los Angeles, and it was pushed to a Monday night from a Sunday night. Uh. So I went. When I I don't think I've ever been to a show like this. I usually think of shows like this as like, Nostalgic bands touring together, where they just switch on and off. They mm-hmm. were co-headlining. They p- played the same amount of time, hmm. which hmm. is not something you're kind of unless you're at a festival, maybe, and even then.
4: Yeah, there's usually an alpha band that's closing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so well, Mountain of Jacket's so much more of an energetic presence. I mean, Fleet Foxes sound amazing and have great songs, but it's it's
3: much mm-hmm.
0: low key, mm-hmm. turned down. I don't even think there's elect- an electric guitar. Right. On, on their songs. A lot of horns, a lot of like complex harmonies. Very churchy almost. ethereal. Yeah. yeah. And My a Jacket, very, two electric guitars. I mean, just straightforward rock and roll basically.
4: I'm assuming Fleet Fox is closed. That's why you're bringing this No,
0: up. no, no. Okay. Fleet Fox is open, oh. but they came on at 7.30. They ended at 9.00. And then My Morning Jacket came on at 9:30, and I guess because the bowl has a curfew, they ended at 10:40. So Fleet Foxes started, but played a longer set than My Morning Jacket, Mm -hmm. which is uh, not what I was hoping for. But that they honestly, for a Monday night, yeah, to see a band like My Morning Jacket, which you know can play 10-minute songs or usually likes to play three hours, Mm. it's like okay, they just rocked for an hour and 15 minutes. That was great. (laughs) It's more (laughs) me being old. Like I'm home by midnight. I didn't feel like shit, into the next day when I had to go to work. And have y'all have y'all been to shows like that where like bands split time?
5: I've never seen one where they split it evenly actually ever. It's always been like yeah, like Neil said, there's like a you know the alpha uh, band <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then the the follow up you know or you know the closer I guess would be the alpha. So it's kind of in it order it's backwards, but yeah, I've never seen that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would think it would be like if like Motley Crue and like Poison went on tour together, like of baseball fields or something. Motley Crue may be bigger than that. Poison and White yeah. together doing the casino circuit. I
4: think it's pretty rare. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that was happening. I assumed Fleet Foxes was just opening for My Morning Jacket, just because My Morning Jacket is much more like they've been in the mix the last ten years a lot more than Fleet Foxes. They're always touring, always rocking. But it's, I mean, it's cool. I mean, if if they both can pull it off.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you would think, but when I was I was talking to people I went to the show with, and I was like, you know, Fleet Foxes, their that first album was pretty big. That was kind of a crossover album. I don't, My Morning Jacket's never really had an album or a song do that.
5: Yeah, I would I would guess it would have been the other way around, but you're right. I think Fleet Foxes kind of hit bigger, and somehow, is that confluence of like when things are popular and when you know they match what you're doing, whereas. Yeah, even though they're like more low energy you know?
0: i was kind of comparing them to somebody was like that's not a good comparison i was like they came out with their first album this, at the same time that bonnie vera came out with his and really since then neither one of them have done like a body of work that has come close to like mm-hmm. equaling the success of that yeah. even though they've been somewhat successful and very, been able to tour.
4: very fair comparison
5: yeah, I, don't yeah.
0: Know why I think, think Bonnie Bear maybe takes the that. cake because he's kind of worked with Taylor Swift and Kanye West and and people mm, like that. But just yeah. solo work. I mean, I've listened to some of his solo stuff since then, but none of it is as good or really ever hit the mark that those yeah. did. Yeah, um, true.
5: If I'm not mistaken, I think Bonnie Ver did his first album kind of by himself, and it was like a bunch of demos, and it ended up somehow making yeah. it the rounds, and it was like one mic one crappy guitar and you know he Correct. he wasn't even anywhere near finished with even the songs i think at some point and it somehow got out and i don't know what how it ended up catching fire but it just kind of went viral somehow or you know people got a hold of it and that was it
4: yeah josh it's like what we talked about a couple weeks ago with band of horses i feel like i'm definitely in my own bubble like I'm, i feel like everyone knows and loves band of horses i'll often bring up my morning jacket and people are like my morning what who <laughs> what, are they, what, what do they do i'm like oh they had that Song off the record, they're like, oh. They're uh. like,
0: no, yeah. don't know them. <laughs> they're,
5: they're definitely in I think, for sure.
0: Are they
4: ska? <laughs> Are they
0: ska? Yes, they're, they're, they're straight ska. <laughs> and speaking of people that our listeners haven't heard of, our guest this week is Mr. Aaron Renner and aaron thank you and welcome to uh the pod. yeah
5: thanks yeah pleasure to do it been uh, listening for a while and i've uh, known you guys for a while so it's great to be a contributor at last
0: <laughs> yeah it's about time yeah. it's, it's it's good to have a, a, a someone as steeped in the in music and the music business as yourself as a guest so uh we like to do something with the guest uh, their first week or first episode in that we ask about your musical taste. Now, you don't have to give us like the war and peace version. Right. We want more of like uh, notes from the underground. Right. Uh, that's a very mm-hmm. obscure literary me- metaphor, hopefully. So a shortened version of like kind of your musical taste, musical, uh, what you like to listen to, maybe, maybe how that evolved over the years.
5: So my dad uh, always listened to different records. That's probably where I got my first taste of music and it was like a lot of uh, Latin American, South American music, even though he's from the States and my mom's from Columbia, um, you know, Cumbia, stuff like that. And my dad was a big fan of Beatles and a lot of like classic rock. He liked uh, like yeah. Paul Simon and stuff like that. So I grew up kind of listening to that. It was sort of a eclectic mix already. Um, and then when it came to the states uh, in the '90s, my hometown was in, at that point is Maryland in uh, Harford, Harford County, Maryland, and we it was like grunge era, so definitely got into that, got sucked into that, you know, that world, um, and I really loved it, and got turned oh, on yeah. to classic rock even more than you know, Hendrix and stuff like that. And then from there uh, went on to college, where I actually met Neil, so he got me really into a lot of great music, The Dead, I met my wife Tara, who also got me into The Dead. So you know, I, I've always just kind of bounced from genre to genre or, you know, style to style, different records and albums. And I usually go on like a tangent of like, you know, either an artist or a few songs or a certain songwriter or something. But yeah, have sort of always kind of been in that area. I really got into jazz when I, when we started college, oh, nice. when I came to LA to work in music, I ended up sort of by just chance uh, working in a lot of R&B records. So even yeah. though it wasn't like, you know, my, my go-to as a fan or, you know, listener of music, that's sort of the, the circle that I ended up in.
0: Give us a, give us a couple names. Yeah, I worked.
5: Um, I've worked with uh, Beyonce, Aretha uh, Franklin, um, some more obscure R and B guys like Tank. He's an amazing vocalist. Who else? Um, I've I've also worked with some people, other sort of left field from there, which is uh, uh, Jonathan Davis from Corn. I worked with the Matrix as well, uh, which is more of like a pop production. So as far as my work, it yeah. it's sort of it all kind of fall in the eclectic path uh, from listening to what I worked on. Um, But even currently now, I mean, I love all kinds of music. I love more modern stuff. I like uh, anything from metal to hip-hop to jazz and still jazz is probably like my go-to if I listen to anything.
0: So in saying all that, our second question we like to ask is give us like two to three of like your top live shows that you've ever been well, to well neil
5: was there for one of them which was uh fish uh new year's eve <laughs> two, uh, 2000 which is funny because i've always Oh yeah <laughs> i knew that was coming yeah i mean i always been i was a huge fish fan back then i would say i was probably a, big, a bigger fan then because i've come to be appreciate yeah. more of like the songwriter aspect of music as i've grown since then <laughs> and which for i sure. love and those guys are amazing musicians and they have really you know they do some cool stuff billy breeze has some good songs on it but as far as songs you know you know I, I don't even necessarily at this point love even listening to him sing but <laughs> but i still love fish and that show that show was unbelievable and it was you know watching anybody perform for 8 hours straight you know and just it was just the most insane spectacle you know so that was part of it the the whole camping and it was just like yeah. the whole city it was just insane that was that was amazing, unbelievable it was an
0: experience man oh uh, yeah let me just ask a question cuz that, that that show has been brought up numerous times on this pod how many people that saw the full 8 hours we're not on drugs.
5: Oh, none, zero
0: percentage of that crowd. <laughs> <Three. ground>. Zero. <laughs> zero
5: percent. <laughs> unless there You're were like, some were like three sober people. Yeah, unless like Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses trying to like break in and convert. You know, maybe otherwise, no, there was no, nobody. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'd say my uh, another show uh, that was epic was actually very recent again with Neil, which was uh, Neil Young at the Greek.
1: Oh, which, nice.
5: Honestly, mm-hmm. you, yeah. as you were there too. At least like, I was there too. Yeah, and yeah, that was oh yeah. that was unbelievable. Part, I think partially one reason for me it was so magical because I was expecting to go in there like rooting for Old Neil, you know, and be like, ah, uh, go, buddy, you know, like watching Old Deal and you know <laughs> trying to pull it off or something, you know, and like hoping that no, am I gonna hear the melody, you know, but like he dude, he crushed it. He was just, you know, like vintage Neil Young and by himself, you know, swapping all these instruments. Uh playing electric guitar distorted plugged in by himself like who does that i've never seen anybody just like plug in a dirty ass guitar just like go to town like there's a band playing but there's like nobody there oh
4: but, man it's such command yeah, such, like, it's such exactly commanded. that's the word yeah in between songs during songs like he just commanded oh, yeah. the whole crowd totally yeah i mean yeah his time.
5: banter you know it's just he it was hilarious just like little jokes yeah i mean it's just it
4: was almost like seeing a play
5: it was yeah exactly mm-hmm. it was kind of like a performance yeah. art thing yeah yeah, which I you know
4: yeah, almost like the uh, Springsteen on Broadway or something like that. Yeah,
5: I haven't seen that, but yeah, I've heard it's really good. Um, um, let me think of another show. Um, well, this isn't so much a show, but this is something that I've seen kind of recently, which was um, David Byrne's live performance. Uh, it was on Broadway, mm-hmm. and I wish I would have caught it. Uh, no, the uh, name escapes mm-hmm. me now. Shoot, uh, I wish I could remember the name of it.
0: The the one that they they were they released on HBO. Yes,
5: that's the one it's yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the oh that's that's great yeah, yeah watch it's that. one of the best musical anything i've ever seen it's just such a you know unexpected again i didn't, i came with no expectations not even realizing what it was only knowing you know it's similar in a sense to what he did back in the 80s which was sort of performance art album kind of thing mm-hmm. but yeah but coming in uh, you know no real expectations aside from that and just how the whole thing evolves and how it has that feel of like a, a play but also music you know and just how the it just starts from just him and evolves into this whole thing and it's you know, it just kind of like keeps you guessing, even though it's like a musical performance, you know, and, it, and I'm not even a fan of like musical theater performances yeah. in that sense or, you know, brought, you know, I understand the talent and, you know, Broadway and all that stuff. I'm just not like it doesn't speak to me. But that was yeah, that was, was an amazing, amazing show.
0: And he just got such a unique musical mind in like how he can project it out. To, to performance art, basically, it's it's American yeah. Utopia, is I think the, the one American
5: Utopia. That's of, yeah. the one, exactly. Yep. American, yeah. 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 He really does because mm-hmm. you know he, he as a performer, you, you know, you listen to him. He's not like some amazing singer. He's not um, yeah. some like virtuosic in, in any sense. But it's just the the virtuosity is the creativity and how he pulls yeah. that off. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I could I could probably put together the same components in a bunch of his songs by myself it would sound awful and goofy as fuck, and it, I wouldn't. sorry, goofy as <laughs> anything, and I would never be able to pull it off, you know? But he does yeah. this stuff. You're like, someone else did that and made that voice. You'd be like, what is happening? You know, yeah. but he yeah, makes yeah. it sound cool. You
4: play Psycho Killer for someone, and they're like, stay away yeah, from that guy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what are you talking about?
5: He's out there.
0: So the last question we like to ask is, give us, like, an example of something. You said that you dive into stuff every now and then. Give us a, an example of something new that you've been really into in the last year or so.
5: Okay, yeah, I have a good one for that, which is a band called Sleep Token. I actually was uh, working with somebody and it just came up on a on a thread that he was looking at. He was he, This guy was a big fan of metal and he was like, just playing me metal bands. And it came up and I was like, what's Sleep Token? It just sounded like a cool name. He's like, I don't know, it sounds cool. So we, we listened to it. And uh, you know, I'm not like a huge metal fan, but I, I definitely appreciate the musicianship of it. But yeah. this was there's such a cool band because it's. It, if I had to give you the description, to me, if someone gave it to me, I would think it was the worst idea ever. Which is like metal mixed with pop, mixed with R&B, mixed with kind of some hip hop elements. Huh. And you know, again, sounds terrible. Sounds like something out of the night, like some <laughs> mid '90s yeah, monstrosity. Yeah, you know, and it, yeah, but. It's, it's really, it's so well done and the, the songwriting, the production is amazing uh, and they do bust into some crazy metal riffs that are so badass and it's kind of out of nowhere but it works. <laughs> they somehow pull it off and make it work so well. And they have a whole like mythos to the band and you know, I'm not normally a big fan of that kind of stuff but it's cool. It's like they say the band is a, um, a gift to the deity of sleep or something like that and each song is a token <laughs> to the deity of sleep and they wear like this whole outfits when they're performing and it's like a whole like thing. It's definitely weird, you know. I didn't expect. that. I didn't, it's realize, so that. Weird. I didn't like, realize that. I didn't realize that
4: actually. They have... Committed to that. Oh yeah, I know. And it's a total commitment to
5: that. And I didn't realize that until I listened to a bunch of their stuff. And then I like went to see them. I was like, "Well, they look like live." And they're like, "Look like skeletons." Literally, look like skeletons on stage, like performing. I'm pretty sure they're they're British. But
4: All right. To be a fly on the wall, the amount of times they've explained that to people. Oh, I know. Like, with such confidence. Like, no, exactly. Oh, sleep talking. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You better find out.
5: <laughs> <laughs> We're gifted. Um, the sleep like? Wait, what?
0: The deity of sleep. Well, uh, speaking of weird, you were listening to Podgate Rock and Roll to you. And this week, uh, we are are going a little bit outside the box. And we are going to talk about Post Malone and his song Better Now from his 2018 album Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Written by Post Malone, Louis Bell, Frank Dukes, Billy Walsh, and Con Gunsberg and produced by Frank Dukes and Louis Bell, and released on Republic.
3: Okay, well, um,
4: this is certainly one of those songs that uh, right after you pick it, you're like, oh my god, what have I done? (laughs) It's definitely Um, what I thought. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was partly because of your uh, reaction over text. But (laughs) anyway, I totally stand by it. I really love this song. It's kind of what turned me on. I've been into Post Malone recently and it was, it was the gateway. Like, and I found it organically. No one showed it to me or anything. I just kind of, uh, seeked it out and found it. And I, uh, I I didn't know he was capable of this kind of like super catchy, pop song i wasn't really familiar with what he did but this kind of opened the door for me to post malone and i really think he's a great artist i think this is a really powerful song it's it you know it's certainly very poppy um it's very cheesy in some ways but i think it succeeds in what it's trying to do and i'm definitely not here to tell you it's any kind of genius it's no like born to run or anything but it um it really just grabs me i don't get tired of listening to it I can understand how people could have mixed thoughts about this song, but I I think it's fucking great.
0: So you're saying this is your gateway post. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Aaron, what what about you? What do you
1: think about this?
5: Well, yeah, I remember when it came out, and uh, I remember liking it at the time. My general thoughts are sort of like, I really like the song. I think there's a good song at the core. I would say if if I were to rate it as a song alone, I feel like I would almost need to hear like an acoustic version of it. The, yeah, I, I do think the production and the mixing are doing a lot of heavy lifting, as far as which is speaking to Neil's I, you know concept that you can listen to it over and over and, and it doesn't get boring. And considering the fact that it's really very repetitive and that you mm-hmm. can keep listening to it, you know, so that's yeah. uh, to, to me, yeah, that speaks a lot to the, the production and, the, and especially the mixing is mixed by Manny American, one of my favorite mixers, um, and so I'm not surprised. And uh, but there's yeah. something about it, you know, So as a song, I think it does stand on its own. But I would almost want to hear like a great cover version of it to, to make that assessment. you
0: know. Oh, well, well, we'll get under the covers in a little while and yeah. we'll, we'll discuss those. Um, yeah, I knew this guy's name before I, I heard this song. like, And I'm not positive I had ever heard this song uh, before this week. Uh, my girlfriend's kids liked him. And mm-hmm. when we first started dating was probably like right around the time this came out or maybe a year after this came out. So like I I do know like I heard like Sunflower and Circles which I was like oh you know this is this is Post Malone this isn't bad like this yeah. is mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. than I thought it would be but like the, if I heard this song it was it, it wasn't memorable to me after listening all week I I do realize why there's not really any element song wise that sticks out to me when I walk away from this like it, it, it's very repetitive I'm not humming it I'm not singing it to myself it just seems like it has the same beat and production qual- like sound of a lot of songs that I've kind of glossed over in the last five to eight to ten years, which makes sense after seeing what these producers and what the mixer has done in their career. Yeah. Um, the drum progression with a lot of echo and auto-tune. That drum machine is very seems very common. Yeah. And it's like the, the one thing about that for me that I don't like the production is so clean, it's almost like a robotic perfection that turns me off a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. It yep. almost mutes the feeling that he's trying to exude, right?
5: Yeah, because you know, at the core, what's interesting, it's a guitar song, right? If you listen to it, what's interesting is mm-hmm. the majority of the track is a filtered guitar almost the entire time. So the only like chordal musical component other than the melody is a filtered guitar and it's just yeah. like, trum, 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 like eighth note you know, mm-hmm. thing going the whole time. So it, yeah. but the, you know, that's a mask, but how heavily it's filtered and that becomes like a track element more than an instrument, you know?
0: Pr- pr- and, pretty much, and the, in the, in the thing that that does for, for me, it's like, this is just like another one of the like thousand songs that would be playing at some fancy ass pool bar in, you know, on a rooftop <laughs> in Los Angeles. Yeah. That blends into like these fake Instagram vibes. You Indeed. know, I mean, that's,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I, I assume that's a big presumption on my part because that, that's well, not my scene and it's not the type of music I usually listen to, but I feel like it's just the, the sound you hear at a pool yeah. top bar in LA. I do these think days.
5: part of that, uh, sort of speak to that, is that, you know, there's sort of a dated element to it now at this point. You know, even it's not that yeah. old, but it's like, you know, five years, half a decade old. And it to me does mm-hmm. sound like, you know, the late 2010s. But a part of that is also because I guess Post Malone sort of defined that sound, too, you know, so it, it's it's sort of a double you know, a double-sided coin there, which I think, you know It, it mm-hmm. sounds very much like what you hear then and to listen to it in retrospect Maybe it sounds like just part of the blend of everything, but if anything, it was you know, people were probably chasing after these, this production
3: I did not believe that it would end, no Everything came second to the band song you're not even speaking to my friends no. you know
4: And I totally agree with everything you guys are saying. For for me, for some reason, it, it sets itself apart from like the the pool bar songs. And I do think to what you said, Aaron, um, I don't know how good of a song it is, but I think the performance, whether it was heavily produced or auto-tuned or whatever, yeah. I think it is a powerful powerful performance. Because is. there is that muted guitar, there's some drums, but Basically, it's all him. It's all that voice coming in hot right away. Just like Agreed. the way he uh, performs it with like the swagger and the way he like twists the notes and words. Yeah. Like it, it really, because um, I, I did listen to some covers and no one can really hit it. And it definitely cheapens the song a little bit yeah. when you hear people try to cover it. Oh yeah, I, I agree.
5: Um, I think a lot is it, it is in that delivery. And that's, that's the best thing about Post as an artist is he has such a great tone. It's like tone, tone, tone is everything. Like you could sing almost out a key, if you have you know, a, a good enough tone, you can pull it off, and he has that thing. It's mm-hmm. the little inflections, the tone delivery. I do think, yeah, his vocal performance is a huge part of this, and that's a great point, because I was, you know, looked for some covers as well. I, I really didn't find any that I thought were great, and I think that's part of that, is because is no one can deliver it like that, which, you know, it strengthens the song, and it strengthens you know, the, the way we, it's received, I guess. His performance is, is just amazing. He's like a genuine artist, and can you know, probably make a lot of things that aren't great sound way better in his delivery.
0: Yeah, I'll push that back on that just a little bit. I don't think the performance is bad. I do like that. I mean, the energy is great. You can tell he's putting his heart into this. It's not bad by any means. It's not something I ever want to hear when I when I personally am listening to music. The effects almost r- remove the rawness out of it. Like I almost wish the effects weren't there because I do feel like he's going to he's going to sound fine without the autotune and shit anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get while they do that, it fits within the elements of the yeah. song that they're putting together. But like, it's not real sadness and regret. It's like TV show sadness. It's like this yeah, yeah. manufactured like I'm watching a, yeah, a yeah. 90210 episode or whatever. Oh, I, I don't know what the fucking new high school. I'm watching a Wednesday yeah. episode. I don't know.
4: Yeah, certainly. I I think that's part of its appeal. Too. The stakes are lacking. Yeah. 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 It definitely has all that stuff um and i think it's not what i listen to all the time as you know but sometimes it's fun to like just go outside the box if something does catch your ear and you're like oh i'll, I'll listen to this crazy fucking poppy song and, and a little post malone for the next half hour and then i'll go back to <laughs> yeah <laughs> go
5: back to like the the, the serious stuff yeah but again, I get um, it.
0: People sitting at the pool in their fancy ass clothes in and in, in Hollywood drinking a twenty two dollar cocktail don't wanna feel the rawness. They don't wanna listen to Dylan. They right. want this this fucking vibe to just continue for song yeah. after song after song. You well,
5: know? Yeah, yeah. And I mean part of that though is again it, you know, that era defined the sound that was defined then in the like the heavy use of autotune, which unfortunately now has become you know well not even unfortunately I like a lot of songs with autotune, but it's part of the sound of it, you know. So it's almost like, you know, I I a lot of younger people, you know, don't really know a lot of music that doesn't have that on it. So yeah. if they hear something that's yeah. not autotune, it actually sounds off. You know, this sounds really off They're to like, them. You what know? are these people and, doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, how can they not sing? Why doesn't it sound like... Is know, that O-ay-ay-ay. what singing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounded
0: like before?
5: <laughs> yeah, before, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not opposed to it either. Yeah, I've kind of grown to accept it as just part of yeah. like, production value, you know. It's just mm-hmm. the, the sound of sound of the yeah. times, I guess. you know, I don't think it's going to go away.
4: It's an effective what they did with the production cuz they oh, yeah. I mean this song's been streamed billions oh, yeah. of times no, literally the, pr- the production's
5: fantastic <laughs> if i'm mistaken the one producer um who are the, well, two the
0: producers are the, pro- the producers are Frank Dukes yeah dukes. Uh, which i'm pretty That's... sure is the name of the guy in Bloodsport that he befriends like the big guy that <laughs> oh, gets funny. his head stomped <laughs> at the end <laughs> frank, no no is. frank dukes is van damme's name
5: Oh, is it? oh yeah okay. yeah
3: oh okay i
5: think he uh is the guy who he has like a music library and did a lot of like people would sample his tracks and and you know so my guess is where i gather just from knowing that and then looking at the the production credits i think he's probably the actual Producer, you know, track-wise, music-wise, the other guy was probably more like the vocal arranger. Um, uh, yeah, because the well, it's probably post the, Malone's like song, and you know, I think he's probably like the core songwriter of. of well, thing. so
0: Frank works with one of the songwriters named Con Goonsberg. Okay. They they have a history of working together. It sounds like Goonsberg is more the lyricist, uh, top liner, maybe lyricist, melody guy, and then Dukes yeah. and, and Bell also work together and. Okay, yeah. Both have an extensive catalog, like Bieber, Camilla Cabello, I think is, yeah. is her name. Her name is Lord, uh, the other guy, Lewis, had worked with Lord and, and The Weeknd. So, like, they've worked. I mean, these guys between them have worked yeah. with. You okay. Know, a lot of people who've been yeah. at the top of the
4: charge for the last 10 years. One thing about the production, this song sounds much better in a car when you can feel the bass come in. Oh, yeah. Like it, it, oh, yeah. It's, it's so much different in yeah. a car.
5: Yeah, and no, a sonically... <laughs> or just if you
4: have a woofer. Yeah,
5: no, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> I mean, again, it's Manny American, who's, you know, he's been the hottest mixer for, I don't know, probably 20 years, you know, just nonstop. And, uh, yeah, when you listen to the track, mm-hmm. it's interesting because, yeah, it has, you know, the 808 sub, you know, and then it has the kick, mm-hmm. and then it also has this sub bass that's like super thick and gnarly in there the whole time, you know. So so well, you know. And then really the components are kind of simple because you have that, you have a, essentially a, essentially a trap hip hop beat, right? which is like a trap beat, which is like triplet hi hats, you know, yeah. really busy hi hats, mm-hmm. and that that's a that's a very sig- big signature of that time period, and that's still even used a lot today, even in produ- a lot of production, you know. But
0: I like some amigos' stuff. That's what this sounds like. That drum,
5: yeah. The that's beat a, yeah, sounds like to me and I
0: like is. hearing that drum beat with their songs way more than I do with this song I, I yeah. just feel like there's something off about what he's singing about and what he's trying to convey and that drum beat yeah and I, I hear you saying that I think
5: that's what makes it dated you know or, or gives it that because it's such a timestamp of that period you know of, like yeah it seems more random looking back at it like trap beat over this song song you know it's like you know it mm-hmm. feels weird but then it was you know pretty common then well
0: basically yeah. again not to keep going back to it but that's like well do we want to get streams or do we want like where everybody can listen to this at a party or do we want people only listening to this like in their car when they want to have the feels mm-hmm. right and right. that's you kind of yeah, have to have, but, had to have that sound at this time period like you're saying Yeah
4: but I think I think it it hits all those notes cuz it is a lot of tricks it's great production it's like this um, candy-coated love story that could be like a Katy perry or taylor taylor swift song yeah very easily they're doing with the sonic production the subject matter and just the swagger performance it really is it can it can capture a lot of people's attention yeah these guys are like fuck max martin no yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) but um let's just uh let's let's touch on the melody real quick i mean this song i think you mentioned earlier aaron like it's really just the same progression over and over and over again. I think it's four mm-hmm. chords.
4: It sure and is. It's,
0: it's, it's a minor key. It doesn't really change much. Like, that's another part of the song for me. Like, there's not a specific part that really stands out above the rest of it to me.
4: I think it's it comes down to the beats, though, and, like, the, the actual production. Because, like, the composition doesn't change, but i mean my favorite part is when the beat comes back in and he delivers that um 20 years blow out the or 20 years blow out the candles i forget what the, the come lyrics come on are Neil, like. sing it <laughs>
0: you, you, you got you get, you're gonna make me sing this Let, let's hear a little bit of you <laughs> That little stop when he goes, I've seen you with your other dude. He seemed like he was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I was so broken over you. He's not really changing the way he's singing much. The production underneath him, there's some stops and like... It,
5: yeah, I mean, he has the nuance in his inflections, you know, uh, that are, that's, I think is nice and makes performance, vocal performance strong. But yeah, the, the production, like I said before, is doing a lot of heavy lifting, you know, and there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's this there's, there's a very ear candy song where, you know, the yeah. basic elements are simple, but if you all listen, there's also like this high... Uh, I think it's a vocal in the like in the background almost the entire time It's like a high note and it only drops out a little bit in the verse and it comes back and it's there the whole time It's like this just like ghostly thing, you know So it's like this vibe and there's all these little things that kind of filter in and out There's a couple synths happening in there But like it's stuff that like ear candy wise it keeps you interested so you can keep listening, you know And then uh, I do think the melody of the chorus is is I mean it's catchy enough, right? Better now. Like I you know, I could I could remember it and want to sing it, but like, you know, it's not the catchiest thing I've ever heard, right? But I think the the repetition of it kinda of helps make it catchy in that context of that production. I yeah. mean it's, it's
0: a little hypnotic, I guess. But yeah, I, yeah my my point is just uh, the hooks in his other songs that I've heard are better.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think they're better artistically, but I do think this is the catchiest song, in my opinion. You know, it, it just depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. But this, this really just smacks you in the face. Like the other ones are, are very kind of, they meander around and you, it's tough to tell exactly what the chorus is.
0: Lyrically, it's very forgettable. The, the mirror aspect is cool. Like I'm thinking about it like this. I think she's thinking about it like this. That stuff is, is fine. I think the one part that he writes about the, uh, I promise, I swear to you, I'll be okay. You're the love of my life. That's just lazy fucking writing.
5: Yeah, Um, I was going to (laughs) say, I was going to bring that up, the bridge, yep. (laughs) That's a total cop-out line. It
0: really is. The bridge where they just, yeah. We can get away with this, right? And nobody cares. Yeah, Uh, exactly.
5: (laughs) I'm glad you (laughs) you, you, you spotted that one, too. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, So... I'll say my favorite part is probably kind of that ghostly aspect of what's going on underneath, like that there's some haunting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if those are synths or if it's that, that's the new to guitar. It
4: almost sounds aquatic.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good description. Yeah, it is like an underwater ethereal thing happening. You know, it's yeah, I think it's a vocal, you know, up in the background. But yeah, well, I think my favorite thing is probably overall, I would have to say the mix. Really, the mix and the production and what they, you know, but overall, I think the mix of of, uh, out of anything, because like Neil mentioned, you know, it's like you don't, you really don't. I don't get sick of listening to it as repetitive as it is, you know. And I think part of this is how good it actually sounds, and like there's little things that poke out, like I think it's the drop around one minute where. The, it's the vocals kind of alone, and you hear the vocal treatment that Manny used. Which yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's echo and delay there, but you listen to it, it's so good because his vocal is so present. Yet you have all these effects going, you know. Which yeah, is, you know, not you know, only mm-hmm. really good mixers can kind of pull that off, which I think is really cool. And I do think that sort of like lifts the whole thing up and makes it like you know something that you can vibe to and gets you in the hypnotic state. I feel like if you just sat there and play that on an acoustic, maybe even post Malone with his delivery, it's fun to play. Yeah, I'm gonna,
4: I'm gonna find out in the next. It's three um, days here, but real quick, I have the lyrics up now. So yeah. it's and I do think the the best m- melodic part of it is when the beat comes back in. He says, 20 candles blow them out and open your eyes. We were looking forward to the rest of our lives." It's like very nostalgic. Get it, Neil? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I totally get it. I mean, to like a teenager or a love-struck right. individual, it's like yeah. that really yeah. hits. Home. Yes, I mean,
0: I like, this is definitely written for a younger
4: yeah a
5: younger
4: ear yeah and and he's he's pretty young i mean we've we've all we've all thought this about uh former lover at some point yeah
5: universal themes obviously love and breakup you know i I do like how he sort of flips it where you know the first part of the chorus he's like you know you're better just sounded kind of self-deprecating sort of and then at the end he's like you know but i'm better so it's kind of like going back and forth so that's you know a little bit of a flip on the you know just like a breakup song
4: And then what are are your thoughts on, so when he does the I am better now and on the turnaround, where he kind of strains his voice, you know I never meant to let you, you know what I mean? Like, he only does that when he's talking about himself. himself, And I think it's cheesy, but it's so cool. Like, I can't get enough of that. No, definitely,
5: yeah. And
4: even his vibrato. Yeah. It gets a little old no, cuz he does it in every song but sure. I like it. And you
5: know what's funny that's when I when I first heard of him that I actually didn't like him just because of that. It made me it sound like a <laughs> like a goat to me like eh, eh, eh. you know. <laughs> but it's like this very distinct vibrato. He was but pretty I cool. Feel, yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I promise I swear to you I'll be okay. You're only the love of
5: Weird though. I don't know if he does it the same way anymore. I, you know, like he kind of does, but not so much because I guess wasn't he more of like a YouTuber kind of guy at first or no. I just remember that's where I think I first might have heard some of his stuff, but he sounded like.
0: The only time I've ever seen this guy not doing this stuff is like playing an acoustic guitar on YouTube. And then like he's obviously a very talented, yeah. you know, mm-hmm, musician mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and performer. Yeah. So it's yeah. not surprising to see him doing stuff like this. I think his real name is Austin Post. He's on the vocals. There's a guy named Andrew Watt that's credited with guitar. Lewis Bell, drum programming, recording, and as you said, Aaron Manny American, is, is mixing. That's really all I got for personnel on this song. But a couple of fun facts. This did hit the top 10. It was the fifth song single from the album. Wow. And it was nominated for a Grammy for the best pop solo performance.
1: Ah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, they, I
0: listened to the album today. I knew probably yeah. four of the songs on there.
5: Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'd say they got it right. I mean, I really do think it's a strong performance. If nothing else, you know, it speaks to the fact that, unknown if it's a fantastic song or not, maybe a boring song, right? But with him doing it, it's I. I could listen to it mm-hmm. and I don't get tired of it and I still like it. You know, I'd say yeah. I'd probably like circles better if I was going to pick a, just my own personal preference of, you know, uh, as far as like a song song. One hundred percent uh, agree. But, yeah, but I, I mean, I do like this one. And, and I, you know, and, and I actually really enjoyed digging into it just more on the production value and that aspect of it. You know, listen, like, how, it, and you know, it's yeah. like a less is more production is really what it is. It's like making the most yeah. out of it's, it's small very parts. Yeah, it's very sparse and leaves a lot of room for the vocal to be there.
4: Yeah, I was very close to choosing Circles or another one of his songs. And I realized that they're more up my alley as far as like what a song is. Like, it was just the fact that this one is such an earworm and i haven't been able to get it out of my head for 2 years yeah. i just couldn't i couldn't do it i had, I had to pick this up <laughs> well. yeah, no, you know speaking of earworms
0: they, they <laughs> pulled one out of somebody's head a couple like last week in australia i read, I read about, about
5: that so. yep <laughs> let's see, it,
0: let's move away from that weird shit and start vibing <laughs> so aaron we have a thing on here we're going to we're going to ask you to bring us into the vibe time portion of this podcast all right and you can say something, you can hum something, you can sing something, anything. I'm just gonna count down three, two, one, and then just do something. Um,
4: so anything. any noise, you can make a anything. noise, you can say something, yeah. you can hum a melody. So
0: bring us into the vibe in three, two, one. Boom. All right. Excellent. Nice. Now, now, now we're good and vibey. Yeah. <laughs> um, Neil, when specifically do you want to hear
4: Post Malone's Better Now? Other than a bar pull? <laughs> um, no, it uh, it happened uh, just last night. I was uh, walking my dog, listening to this song at night, and I saw a bunch of young kids tearing up Beachwood Canyon on motorbikes doing wheelies oh, while I was listening to this song. I was like, nice. this all makes sense. Yes, this is this. <laughs> I've, I've peaked with this song. You know, it's, it's funny that you picked
0: this song and then just said, bar, pool. Because it's a pool bar, is what people refer to it as. The young kids do, Neil. And we're, we're old we're old now. And you're <laughs> trying to live that life, but you just can't escape that bar, pool feeling. <laughs> oh. Bar, oh. Pool. Are you talking billiards? <laughs> <laughs> At first, I didn't know what you were talking about. And I was like, oh, we meant pool bar um (laughs) so i'm never gonna put this song on period but kind of like we discussed it it has a vibe that is fine like at a barbecue or a party somebody else puts it on i'm not gonna be like oh this fucking song it'll fit it'll just fit in and when it's over i will forget it was ever on because it'll just kind of blend into whatever the vibe is like it's flexible like that I, i feel like
5: yeah, song. yeah,
0: exactly. A- Aaron, what about you? What, when specifically do you want to hear this?
5: Where I would like to hear this, um, you know, probably when I'm driving. I like it's one of those where you can. I don't know if I was if I'm ever anywhere else. I'm gonna like be paying a lot of attention to it, and I think yep. I like. I like actually listening to it. Like Neil was saying, you know, like if you just hear it on the phone, okay, I get the cat, am catchy and I get it, but like I like hearing that sub and that, you know, the bottom end and mm-hmm. the mix and all the elements because to me that's what keeps it interesting for me. That's my the main reason I don't get sick of it, you know, the sonics of it probably.
4: Nice. Yeah. And that, that's when I sent you guys the pic. I was in my car and I put it on. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. oh no, yeah," because it hits hard. Now the, okay, the, yeah, the mix is, yeah,
5: mix is fired. It's, it's, and it's, then
0: it's, I responded yeah. with really, and I was like, "Serious question mark?" And you were like, "Dead." <laughs> and it took me a second to realize what you were saying, "Dead." And I was like, "Oh god." Uh, <laughs> let's get out of the car and go back to the bar pool and slide under the influence for a little bit and t- <laughs> talk about the influences of this song. I will get us started here. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier the song reminds like the song reminds me of Migos, of what I've heard yeah. of Migos. Yeah, it it reminds me of Justin Bieber, Bieber around this period. I don't know if he's yeah. coming from him or, or his who's yeah. influencing mm-hmm. who. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well,
5: I'll be honest, I haven't been in too many sessions in the past. I don't know, ten years where somebody at some point didn't say, "Hey, have you heard such and such? Pull that up on YouTube. Let's listen to that." And if nothing else, just a vibe on before you do a writing session, you know, so the influences yeah. are probably very heavily whatever was on the radio at the time, you know, that, <laughs> so the, mm-hmm. the, that pressure, you know, I and mean, you have those kind of producers who is, is people not, you know, pop music, but like that's hard. That's difficult production to pull off you know, and do, yeah. do it so well. Lots of people know what they're doing and that, you know, it's a it's a, a targeted approach.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that makes sense. I, the, the other influence for me, like I like the TV show Dave. I don't know if you guys watch that,
1: mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know when this guy started doing his thing, but it, it just everything he's doing it seems like he's just wrote a song about Post Malone. I mean, he <laughs> raps a little more than Post Malone does, but oh yeah,
5: yeah, just, yeah. yeah. What are you talking about yeah, Dave? Yeah, it's, that's hilarious.
4: Little Dicky.
0: Yeah, little Dicky. Sorry. Yeah. That guy. That guy. Yeah. Good TV show. I mean, but oh yeah, that's great. It, like after after like just d- kind of diving into Post Malone this week, it was like oh my god, Dave's just like doing Post Malone with more <laughs> rapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, with rap instead of, yeah. What do you hear when you when you hear this, Aaron?
5: Influence-wise, I mean, yeah, like the pop of the of the time, you know, the, the parlance of the pop times, I guess, you know, musically. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds very much like the era. I think sort it definitely had an influence on the era, but a lot of it definitely came from the trap, you know, Migos and, and bands like, you know, groups like that. And I think that that's a direct, you know, lift from that that genre. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the rest of it, you know, the sparse production, you know, that that's very much of the times, too. You know, I don't I don't know if I could say, like, hey, these guys are influenced by this producer or anything like that, because I think it's so of the time and the little time capsule of sound that I think it was just kind of like, that was the filtered out track, you know, the big 808 yeah. the sub bass that was so common that, yeah, I, I, I probably couldn't point you to any specific you know, artist or or production-wise that, was, you know, there's the direct influence. But I think just in general, the music of the, of the time is... Heavily, you know, Mm -hmm. featured.
0: Neil, what about you?
4: Um, Well, I read that uh, Dukes said he was listening to a lot of Weezer at the time. And that's what inspired the guitar. Um, And I can hear that, like the power pop punk of Weezer, Green Day, even Oasis. It definitely sounds a lot like Gnarls Barkley and CeeLo. Mm. Like, kind of just that sound. I could see Gnarls Barkley doing this song. Yeah. It's, it's in a long line of breakup and heartache songs, of like Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that. Just like there's there's been a million of them. Yeah. Every rose has its thorn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, well, speaking of thorns,
0: why don't we uh, why don't we slide out of the covers? Maybe speaking of roses, I guess. Uh, And thorns, you know. Who knows? People are into different things. Um, Let's slide on the covers. Talk about the cover songs. Aaron, did you hear any cover songs of this of this
5: track? I did. I heard a few. I heard initially uh, quite a few bad ones. (laughs) I think it's hard to pull off again. Give us one. Okay, I'll give you one that like. uh, Okay. um, uh, What's his name? Rick Astley. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. did a cover never gonna oh, yeah. give you up never gonna give you up yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, and, oh, yeah. And, and i will say that one's actually not bad you know i think it's hard like i said I th- if you're not post or someone like that it's hard to pull off even for someone who's an established artist like rick astley it was cool and it was almost more novel like hey this guy's doing this song that's cool you know and he does it well for what he does um but otherwise it's not like something i would necessarily go back and listen to and and i will say i don't i don't know if you guys do this on podcast but um i would love to hear a reggae version of this song which I think would be the most dope. <laughs> just like even the uh-huh. oh, you know, just like it would just be, it would fit somehow because it's you know it's got the repetitive thing, but if you got the right groove, you can repeat that you know and just. So I looked for one of those yeah. and I found one that was very like new school reggae. It was kind of corny, um, but nothing other than that. So.
0: And other than that, I I'm gonna point out one that I heard called, by a, a band mm. called Blanks. It's basically oh like God.
4: if Wham. Oh. Yeah, it's super cheesy, it's funky okay. 80s yeah. version. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I don't love it, okay. but I didn't hate it. Yeah, yeah. You know? It was fun. It's just cool. a different take on it. And oh, I was like, cool. all right, good for these guys. Neil, what about you? You got one?
4: Um, well, uh, R- Aaron mentioned the Rick Astley, and it's funny. Um, I That's what actually, I think the first time I ever heard this song was oh, that no version. Way. Somehow I like <laughs> went down this rabbit hole and i saw him do it i'm like that's a post malone song let me check oh, this out funny. and then i was like no way oh my god <laughs> this is amazing um but yeah the, the astley it's just him like it's almost just him kind of turning on his camera yeah. in it might be him, like a front. pandemic like, video, yeah I, <laughs> I really like this song let's uh yeah i think <laughs> it was little... pandemic i saw the struts hmm. do it that okay. rock band um it yeah. wasn't great but it was fun and then the only other one is um This guy named Caleb Lee Hutchinson, Uh, really bad cover Hall of Fame. Really digging into the country. Oh wow, better now. Oh no, better now. I can totally hear it. Like, I'm
5: sorry that I ever did. slowed down
0: and terrible. (laughs) What a shitty version. Um, Sorry, Caleb Lee, but it's doesn't
5: doesn't mean you suck. Oh,
4: and well, I I need to mention (laughs) one more. There was this instrumental version that was really slow and weird from a band called. Lo-fi fruits Mm. music, comma, chill fruits music.
1: (laughs) That alone makes me
4: want to hear it. It was on Spotify, way way (laughs) down down the (laughs) line. Way down the line. Uh,
0: Well, why don't we continue going way down the line and talk about how the shoes fit for this song. Neil, it's your song. How do the shoes fit for Better Now
4: by Post Malone? They fit great. Um, I used to have a pair of these, and it's definitely a pair of white Iversons. They're flashy, a little ridiculous, but ultimately uh, pretty cool and good for playing basketball in. Okay,
0: okay. Aaron, what about you? What, 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 is this, what does this song fit like?
5: Um, I would say uh, like old um, high top like Reeboks or something where the top isn't all the way tied up, you know, and just kind of like flopping there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the vibe mm-hmm. of like, little you loose, know. A little the, loose on The tongue's
4: top. flapping. You're,
0: you're, you're ready to break your ankle is what you're saying. <laughs> This, for me, it fits like one of those like spaceship size shoes, like new sneakers that you see in an ad campaign or like a celebrity who wears it on like the red carpet. But like, you get the feeling that they take it off as soon as there's not a camera around. They're like, fuck. They look great and flashy, but they're not for like everyday wear. Aesthetic appeal only, exactly. Oh well, on that note, uh, <laughs> our cover of Post Malone's Better Now.
2: Probably think that you were better now, better now, you only say it cause I'm not around, not around. You know I never meant to let you down, let you down, would have gave you anything, gave you everything. You know I say that I'm better now, better now. Only say it cause you're not around, not around, you know I never meant to let you down, let you down, woulda gave you anything, gave you everything, oh I did not believe that it would end, no Everything came second to the Benzo You are not even speaking to my friends, no You know all my uncles and my aunts, oh so. Twenty candles, blow them out and open your eyes We were looking forward to the rest of our lives Used to keep my picture posted by your bedside Now it's in your dresser with the socks you don't like Then I'm rolling, 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 rolling With my brothers like it's Jonas, Jonas Drinking any and I'm trying to forget But I can't get this shit out of my head Probably think that you were better now, better now You only say it cause I'm not around, not around You know I never meant to let you down, let you down Would have gave you anything Gave you everything. You no, know I say that I'm better now, better now. I only say it cause you're not around, not around. You know I never meant to let you down, let you down. Would've gave you anything, gave you everything. Oh, seen you with your other dude. He seemed like he was pretty cool. I was so broken over you. Life, it goes on, what can you do? I just wonder what it's gonna take Another foreign or a bigger change Because no matter how my life has changed I keep on looking back on better days You probably think that you are better now, better now You only say it cause I'm not around, not around You know I never meant to let you down, let you down Would have gave you anything gave you everything you know i say that i'm better now better now i only say it cause you're not around not around you know i never meant to let you down let you down would have give you anything would have gave you everything oh i promise i swear to you i'll be okay you're only the love of my life of my Love of my life You probably think that you were better now Better now You only say it cause I'm not around Not around You know I never meant to let you down Let you down Would have gave you anything Gave you everything You know I say that I am better now Better now I only say it cause you're not around Not around You know I never meant to let you down Let you down Would have gave you anything Give you everything, oh.
4: The cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Podgave Rock. Next week, it's your week, Josh. What are we going to listen to?
0: We are going to listen to The Replacements Can't
1: Hardly Wait. Can't wait! <laughs> <laughs>